It is Sunday, February 4th, 2018. I'm Anthony, and I'm here with Michael. This is Time Lapse, the podcast where cars and watches are the focus, but tangents are often the reality. Let's get into it. Good morning. That took a while. That did take a little while. It is. We we're running a little bit behind uh, behind track today. Uh, your two presenters here, Anthony and Michael. Uh, well, I showed up late to Mikey's house, and we've been playing around with some new programs. So today's show is starting out on a little bit of a of a tired note. Uh, I guess is that the right word? Tired. I'm not. I'm not tired. You're not tired. I'm exhausted. I didn't get a good sleep last I'm night. I'm not. Also. Um, you know, uh, Toronto, Canada has been blessed with some snowfall. Uh, you know, our, our sporadic weather, uh, gave us a lot, uh, over here. We drove through about, I'd say half a foot of snow yep. in, uh, here in, in uh, north of, of the GTA. So a little bit of a, of a, I would consider a slow start to the day, but we're here now and ready to talk about topics relating to cars and watches as we often do. Aren't we Mikey? Sorry. I'm so zoned out. You I, are. I'm looking at. I, I know you won't even you won't even make eye contact with me. Okay, let's do it. Let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. Here we go. All right. All right. Well, what wait, what program are you still on the Adobe program? No, no, I'm. Re- we record on GarageBand, of course. Yes, you know, free, it's simple, and free, and free. Um, but I'm testing out a new yes. program. Mm-hmm. So you know, just troubleshooting. But no, done. Not looking at it anymore. It's minimized. Yeah, I mean, all this will be irrelevant when we can afford a producer, uh, which is probably next week. I think. And uh, I'm totally kidding when I say that. I Mi- Mikey is our producer. Am I not doing a good job? <laughs> no, you're doing a fantastic job. You're not. You, your your job is in no danger of being. Uh, you're not going to be replaced. Wow. Thank uh, you. I will say though, we should bring it up. We did promise the people some video content for this well, week. Well, it's not our fault. It's not our fault. We we Blame got some new... Henry's Canada. Well, at this time last week, we were still shopping around for cameras, and it, almost, later later that day, yeah. we actually I think we put some on order because they didn't have stock. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they had stock of mine. They didn't have Anthony's and. Uh, couple lenses are coming in yes and that's what we're really waiting on now are the lenses uh to hopefully so you yeah. guys can see our beautiful faces and all of our gesticulations yeah, what, what i think i'm gonna do is actually post everything on youtube like i said i was telling you yesterday yeah um gonna grab all the sound bits mm-hmm. and just post them on youtube just so that there's a so i mean for you guys for you guys that want to listen to this again yeah because uh, we, we're that good you know um, it's there uh, um but yeah so uh, besides, uh, you know, just some logistical stuff and uh, some uh, some what, what would you call it, some behind the scenes stuff. What we uh, we got a lot of uh, controversial stuff to get into today. I think controversial stuff. Sure. Uh, more so in the in the in the watch game. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the car game not too controversial. Not but too I controversial, but it, uh, I still consider it a little bit controversial. But before we get into that, maybe we'll go into a little bit of our, our own weeks in review. What uh, what we've seen, mm-hmm. what we've been uh, involved with. Anything special in your life, Mikey? What's going on? I can't think of anything. Really, I can think of one thing that's staring me right in the face. That was three weeks ago. Oh, but okay. Well, it's just you know, this is the first time you see it. Maybe you should. Maybe, maybe you should. Tell we'll talk about people. it after. Okay. Um, it has. It's nothing sexual. <laughs> in case. Oh no, we're, case we'll talk about it on the, on, the on, on the podcast after, not personally. If that's what you're. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. Okay. Um, yeah. No. 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 Okay. Um, but for me, no, nothing. I got my truck fixed. Yeah. I think we mentioned last week that there was an oil leak, mm-hmm. and the leak has been sealed. It has been sealed. Strange, strange leaks. Yeah, you know, factory. It's not under warranty anymore. Yeah, 
But so, what are you going to do? Hey, it's fixed. It's fixed. That's that's the important thing. Um, that was it. No no watch world stuff. No no. I can't think of anything. Then this pretty, is this pretty, is like the saddest time of the year for a lot of people. Lame. I yeah. want it to get warmer. Hey, same here. I'm just waiting waiting for those warm days so I can pull the Vespa out. It's been a busy week. Yeah. Work wise, but other than that, mm-hmm. not too much. How about yourself? Uh, for me, well, I, uh, my most expensive motorcycle parts came in finally. Hey, uh, I, I say finally, but really I only had to wait a week. And I do want to give a shout out to a company called Cognito Moto. Uh, if uh, any of our listeners are interested in building a cafe racer or any type of vintage, uh, you know, sport bike, sure. They specialize in, um, they use really high quality parts and they sort of, the, the more that you get into building a bike, you'll learn that there's a lot of great tech upgrades that old bikes can use. Mm-hmm. There's specific companies that do it, like Moto Gadget, uh, which yep. is a German company, and Cognito Moto here stateside uh, or in North America. They take Moto Gadget stuff and they embed it into custom parts that'll fit on the bike. And not just Moto Gadget, like uh, I bought, well, I did buy a Moto Gadget speedometer that comes embedded in a triple tree for my CB550. If you're not a motorcycle person, you have no idea. What I was going to say, about, yeah, maybe you want to explain what a triple tree is. is, is the the top of the narrow head, it down? yeah, the top where the handlebars, uh, sorry, where the front struts are mm-hmm. held together at the top of the bike. That's the triple tree, and I got a sweet uh, piece from Cognito Moto, custom from Cognito Moto, that embeds a speedometer into that metal bracket, meaning that my bike will have no visible gauges. Uh, it the the screen that that gives me all my information is embedded into the the actual component of the bike. Right. Which I think is really cool if you're trying to go for that classic look because those classic bikes didn't have big, ugly gauges on them. They really didn't run gauges or lights at all. So when you're trying to, you're chasing that profile, that seamless profile, Yep. there's not usually a big bulbousy gauge on it. Right. So that came in. And also my Tarosi rear sets, again, from Cognito Moto. Uh, Tarosi rear sets that come with custom Cognito Moto brackets to fit my bike. Uh, and they are gorgeous absolutely gorgeous i'll be honest with you guys these parts were individually 600 bucks a piece from uh cognito moto expensive but in all of all the items i've ordered cognito moto has had the best shipping procedure comes in a nice box filled to the brim with packing peanuts and all the little accessories all the little tiny things are are wrapped in a bubble wrap and put into these nice little uh not felt but nice little like material cotton bags Okay. Sort of like quaint little bags. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, everything came, you know, vac- not vacuum packed, but in it, their own packaging, you know, separate. You can tell they understand you're spending a lot of money and they're shipping things to you. Yeah. It just shows that the nicely. company cares about yeah. ab- about their product and cares about getting it to you safely. Yeah. And I won't mention another company that I recently bought stuff from. I don't want to, you know, crap on them or anything. They are still good, but I'll just give you the difference in buying uh, parts that were under $100 or just over $100. They just come in loose in their boxes, jingling yeah. around. You know, it's it's not a satisfying experience to open. But Cognito Moto uh, and the guys there just want to give you guys a huge shout out. We'll try and tag you in some of our stuff. I wish I would have taken pictures, but I will take pictures of the parts when they're on the bike. Uh, fantastic experience, and definitely will be ordering more stuff from them if if I need anything else. Uh, but yeah, so that happened this week, and what else? Uh, not really too much, I guess. Uh, I did uh, I played around with uh, with a date just hey, in the family, uh, a Rolex go. date just, uh, and I've decided to if think about maybe getting a strap for it. Full disclosure, it's not my watch; mm-hmm. it's a watch that my dad uh, has but doesn't wear often. 
And uh, I spoke to him about it. I was like, oh, why don't you wear it? He just, it's, it's something that he just, he's more interested in, in other watches of his at this point. So uh, he told me, you know, like, cause of course you ask permission on these kinds of things, but mm-hmm. he told me, you know, well, yeah, if you want to wear it out, you ask, you can ask me first and then you can take it out that night. Yeah. And it would just be cool to, to get this thing. It's a 30 year old date. Just, it would be cool just to take it out on the wrist and, and take it, you know, let's see what it, what it yeah. feels like and, and maybe bring new life to it. It's been sitting in a, in a box for quite a while. So right. that, that to me is, uh, is something that I, you know, maybe look a little bit more into. Um, and it would definitely feel, fill that huge void of mine, you know, to you think, yeah, I, I, I've been thinking about spending like multiple thousands of dollars on, on something similar, a similar dressy watch or yeah. something, uh, in the sports section and or sports, uh, sports category. And, uh, you know, knowing that these watches are sitting, uh, and not being used, it's kind of difficult to to do that. I'd rather, you know, just convince my father to either start wearing them or, uh, you know, let me bring new life to them. And maybe I can even influence him to start wearing them again. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so that's, that's another thing. And I'll keep you guys updated. I'm sure we'll post uh, pictures of it when the new straps come in. Uh, but besides that, I think for me, it's just been a, another week. Yeah. Like, like you said, busy with work. Um, it's been slow on Instagram. We apologize, yeah. but you know, hey, we're getting back into it. Yeah, yeah, we're getting we're getting back. It's, it's a new thing again. This is not our, not our only jobs. Or yeah, we've got. But real, we do we love it. real jobs. We do it's love a, it, and we do appreciate every single view, guys. Yeah, it's a hobby, and you know, it's. Yeah, I don't know why I went like uh, 1990s Cali there. Okay. It, yeah, brother. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, from one tangent to the next, what were you gonna say, Mikey? Okay, we're good. If you guys can't see, I'm focused on something. Oh, here. oh, my apologies. I shouldn't have <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm exiting what I was doing, so oh, okay. I stopped touching it. Okay. Because it's, it's not nice. Ah, it's not nice. But anyway. Wow. Um, is there anything interesting in the car world this week before we get into our main topic for the day? I, I mean, we've seen a couple of things. Your European releases, um, yeah. the A class, the new A class was released yeah. with the new look, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of excited now because when the CLS was, and we've talked about these new Mercedes so much lately. I know. Um, with with the release of the new look, the CLS kind of it, it threw me off. Once the E was released. It kind of grew on me, but now that the A is released, I think it suits the A class really well. It because the A class, I think, was was the one that needed the the update the most. Maybe that's why. Maybe. And they sort of brought it into this, you know, brought it back into 2018. And yeah, I, I do think it looks really. The cool. interior on all of the new models is by far. It, yes. it, it's very beautiful. Yeah. It, I had a hard time accepting that new exterior look, mm-hmm. but again, with the A class, it kind of rejuvenates my. Yeah, my it's lo- softer than it's Mercedes. been. It's, it's softer than it's been yeah. since the original. And like I said the other day, the, it, it's got hint. Like the front there has, if you look at it from a side profile, it has hints of like a new, the new Mustang, which yeah. kind of throws me off. Mm-hmm. Um, but in like the way a li- that the lights wrap yeah. around, yeah, in a light color like white or silver, uh, it looks really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's it. Really, yeah. Other than the new A class, not too much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just looking through here. It's really a slow time. I'm not sure what the next show is that's coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it is. Well, Chicago? there are a couple other things from oh, LA. Well, uh, no, LA. It was back in December. Oh, okay. 
uh well for us toronto is coming yes very soon oh yeah we are getting real excited for that not two weeks not next week the week after yes and uh we will be i guess giving you guys like almost live content from there uh, while we're there we'll be posting to instagram and yep. uh, we'll be there on the media day so we're looking very forward to that mm-hmm. uh but i guess with that we can probably just jump into our main topic and if you guys follow us on yeah. instagram you would have already got a sneak peek of what we're gonna be speaking about today you would have so you want me to, to just dive into it well, there's the two cars there that we that we should kind of speak about first. Yes. Yes. Um, from Subaru. Yes. Which lately there's been a lot of buzz, I guess, with Car and Driver releasing their reviews on them. Yeah. I think um, I think they've had their media testing, and that's why it's right. so big. Yeah. Um, so. so what we're talking about actually is the Subaru WRX STI Type RA. Yeah. Uh, specifically, and the Subaru BRZ TS. TS. Yeah. Uh, and again, both models these models from subaru have been out for uh you know at least three years respectively i think the brz came out in like 2012 oh, like the, the the actual model itself yes not and the, okay. the brz's received a minor refresh um in just in 2016 i believe it was very minor nothing uh, nothing yeah like just uh, some updated front and rear fascias and maybe some updated interior yeah but the drivetrain stayed uh, the exactly the same um and then with the Subaru, since 2015, I believe, has stayed the same except for small variations in, in colored and options. And But the, again, the, the big news here is that Subaru has stuck to its to – its, they haven't really changed anything. They haven't upgraded these cars in a very long time. Yep. So when they come out with these hot additions of these cars, the anticipation is that they're going to be making a big change. And people have a right to think that because if we if we look around in in the market, you know, for these hot, um, what would you call this? I wouldn't call it. These aren't. They're hot, affordable sports cars. Like the RA and the ST. What would I call yeah. them? Yeah. Um, TS. Oh, sorry, TS. Yeah. Um, I I I guess like they're like a they're they're essentially a special edition. Yeah. But but I mean the cars themselves, they're just they're like hot. Uh, hot entry level sports cars. Well, the Subaru used to be. They used to have a hot hatch version. Yeah, but um, that's sort of the space that they occupy right now. I don't really know, to be honest. Performance benchmarks Perform- for the, for the um, price. Comp. Uh, yeah, it, we don't have to. We don't have to put a name on it. Um, but uh-huh. anyway, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to allude to here is that in the, the segment, spo- the sports sedan. <laughs> Yes. In this segment, they have a lot of competition. We're seeing, so where we're Subaru and Mitsubishi yeah, used course. to own the floor yes. with the Evo and the STI, we're seeing stuff coming from Ford, right. Honda, uh, and, and for the first time, respectively, in North America. There was no RS here before. There was yep. no Type R before. The Golf R has been around for the last couple of right. years, but Golf R is very, you know, the Golf R moves glacially slow. Yeah. So, and I mean, the you, GTI you has been around for, that's an iconic car that's been around forever. Yes. yes. Um, but it, yeah. it, it kind of, I guess people would cross shop them. Yeah, a hundred percent they would. Even though yeah. even though it's a smaller hatch. Yeah. Uh, it, definitely it, cross shop. You're getting two totally different cars, but at the end of the day, if you're interested in spending, you know, plus thirty thousand dollars on a performance uh a performance entry level vehicle, yeah. That's what the, these are the cars that, that uh appear to you. So or uh appeal to you. So well, here you go. They're the type RA is a limited edition. That's mm-hmm. right from Subaru. Yeah. It won't be hanging around for long. That's yeah, another Get weird. your spots kids, drop your cash, empty your wallets. There's only 575 of the STI RA 
uh, coming to North America. That's 500 designated for the U.S. Yep. and 75 designated for Canada. Uh, so that means here, uh, not only will you be one of 75, but you'll also be one of 75 people who is uh, who is removing how much from their bank account, Mikey? Who? U.S. price 50k, which Canadian is cl- closer to 60k. Yeah, yeah, which is a lot of money. Let's get the exact figure here, Anthony. Okay, you you calculate that for me. Sixty-two thousand one hundred seven dollars and fifty cents to the minute. Sixty-two thousand dollars market value, kids. Yes, and and knowing that there's probably going to be sixty plus grand. Yes, and knowing that there's probably going to be uh, some sort of auctions going on at these dealers because they only have seventy-five. Oh, we, we, we were talking about this the other day, even with with dealers marking them up. You're yeah. bound to see these be inflated exactly I, I assume these have gone for like none of them are released yet i don't think have people no. actually received no, them? no i don't no, think no. so no i think these um, are but i think spots have been taken yeah yeah um, um and i think that that you know it, it, the more that you learn about this car i mean we should you know before we before i get on to that let's talk a little bit more about these cars yeah we can start with the STI RA. Uh, RA stands for Rally Attempt. Harkens back to the '80s when Subaru Re- was no record attempt. Re- sorry, record yes. attempt. Did so basically, what attempt? they did is yeah. they they took a WRX STI, stripped it, made it into a race car, brought it to Norge Life, and mm-hmm. set a set a record. I think the record that they set was for like the four door. You're sedan. talking back in the day, or no, no, day. no, recently. Oh, okay. Um, here it says right here Norge Life. Uh, Record? Does it say for what? I think I remember it saying for like four door sedan. Four door sedan, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Same weight. Uh, but that was a race car. Yeah. That was a race ready version. Of oh this yeah, vehicle. it was stripped. Yeah, and, and they had a professional race car driver. I think they did it in like six minutes fifty six seconds. They did set a record. Yeah, for the sure. Whatever sedan record segment. it was, yeah, they set a record. Yeah. So. And I think they did they did that because they were they were releasing this model. Yeah, to create hype. Right, yeah. and and in order to create hype and media for it, they yeah. did this record attempt. Uh, which to me, who cares? Like, great, wow, well, you you took a race car and set a record. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's marketing hype. Because right. guess what? I have two guys at work who own Subarus, and the first thing they told me about the RA. Not has nothing to do with the RA, but they're like, "What do you mean this car just set a record on the Nurburgring?" It's, it's the just an, it's an excuse for people to say that. But guess yeah. what? You're not driving that car. You get into a Civic Type R, it broke records. Yeah. You're driving that car. Exactly. That was the impressive thing about That's the Type the R. That's why, you know, the that that and even me defending the Type R, I would bring up the Nürburgring because that was the car. They yeah. didn't have to forget about the Nürburgring and timing. They were ready to bring the vehicle that you drive on the road to a circuit and and that's track the difference. It. And that's a huge difference. Yeah. You're exactly. not you, literally you're you're driving that when you buy a Type RA, which, mm-hmm. uh, which is a Subaru, you're buying the same color and you're buying the same badges. You're not getting yeah. the same car. Yeah. Uh, it's a huge difference. Yeah. So, and then, uh, and along with that, so what are you getting for your $60,000 Canadian uh, Subaru? A WRX STI and $10,000 less in your bank account. Well, if we get into it, there is there is some. Yeah, there uh, are. There stuff. are some performance. You get upgrades. five more horsepower, which, oh, did the internet roar Hold when on. they heard Whoa. that? This this building is shaking. <laughs> well, okay, let's let's be honest. Okay, not everything is about numbers and right. horsepower. And, and we so talked about five that. extra horsepower. It's clear they weren't trying to increase the horsepower. That right. was probably due to the uh, the new cold air intake that the car has and the the ECU reflash. Mm-hmm. That's they weren't like we got to make more power from this motor. Right, and they and, could and if they wanted to. We read earlier that Johnny Lieberman Lieberman made that a point from car uh, motor yes. trend. Ooh, not car driver. Oh, no, don't say that. Um, he made a point that 
everyone was just asking for more horsepower, and then yeah. you didn't provide that. Yeah. And we, well, I came to the realization. Well, that, he that it, said that about the BRZ, though. Not so much about this. Oh, I thought he said that about Subaru in general. No. Okay. Never mind. We'll talk about that mm-hmm. later. But my ba- mistake. Back to the RA. So you're getting five more horsepower, and whether you care about that or not doesn't matter. Uh, you're you are getting a newer new suspension, Bilstein suspension all same, around. Same engine, retuned, well. same engine, same engine. Um, you're getting new. Uh, uh, what would you call it? Uh, aer- aerodynamic kit with this wing on the back. It's a different STI wing. The I transmission think a front is dampener. just to get back before you go on too far. Mm-hmm. Transmission is the same, but it has a hill holder system. I don't know what that. Oh, oh okay. My my Accord has That's that. That's the difference. Interesting. Um, has nothing to do with. The transmission, though, it would be through the parking I mean, brake. I suppose it would have to do something in line with the transmission. Uh, no, okay. Anthony, they how, have that in the work? same line as the transmission. Whatever. Anyway, um, so minor, minor details. You get nice wheels that come with it. I think they're 19s instead of the 18s that uh, the car ships with. Uh, some minor interior updates. Uh, freer flowing exhaust. It increases back pressure by something like 50%. Yeah. Or sorry, decreases back pressure by like 50%. Uh, you know, and tuner guys go on for days about back pressure, whether you need it, whether you don't need it. Mm-hmm. Engineered Explained did a great video. If you wanted to learn about back pressure, engineered properly, explained. Sorry, engineered yeah. explained. Check out his video on back pressure because back pressure from your papa's time and back pressure today are not the same thing. Yeah, a Hemi may need back pressure, but a uh, there's a lot of back pressure that comes with a turbo on on uh, these cars. So there's there's a difference in in understanding how to tune these engines. Mm-hmm. But one thing I can we can say is that. Is it worth $10,000 over the sticker of the regular thing? I don't well, know. Hold on. Can we just realize something here? Yeah. MSRP, $10,000 more. Yeah. You go into a dealership, you you better believe these RAs are going to be priced up. Mm-hmm. So let's add another, a minimum of another five grand on top of that. Yeah. So let's say $15,000 more than an STI. Mm-hmm. Now, generally, when you go and buy an STI, you can probably get them down a couple grand. Yeah. So maybe two to five grand and less. That's, yeah, it is. Yeah. So now you're separated to almost twenty thousand dollar difference. Yes, on the extremes. Yes, yeah, twenty thousand dollar difference. But could I be think, a very real situation. Yeah, I think what this car is going to appeal to. This is not a car you cross shop. This is the car that is going to appeal to one of two people: either the Subaru fanboy who you know, and and granted, you're you're going to get a solid piece of kit. Johnny Lieberman said it drives very very well. It yeah, is, the, this the, is a the horsepower car. isn't there. The extra horsepower isn't there, but yeah. it's a it, he. Well, from what again, we haven't driven this car. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've seen online, from what Johnny says, uh, it is a great driving experience. Completely different. Yes, and to that, I mean, we both have seen a, a Canadian YouTuber out there called uh, Throttle House. Mm-hmm. He he took an STI on the track, compared it with a Type R, just a regular STI, and and he said even in that video, the STI just can't hold its own on track on dry track. Right, you know, it's, when, it's not when, built for that. Exactly, it, it's heavy. It understeers. It does claw its way out of corners, but it's not built for for small circuit lapping. Yep. And and maybe that's what they're trying to go to here is to make it more versatile, dry and wet track. Um, you know, where where the surfaces are, are the grip is there, and when it's mm-hmm. not there at the same time. But this is going to appeal to those Subaru fanboys, and maybe to people who currently own an STI uh, and wanted a little bit more from the factory. If you're cross shopping this vehicle, you're not gonna. I don't think any. I don't any think you are cro- person, like, like you said. I don't think you are cross shopping this. Yeah, yeah. Because really, for the for the price you're paying, like you said, uh, on the extreme side of things, you might be able to get, uh, you know, uh, a 2017 uh, or 2018 STI, Direct STI, with 
500 kilometers on it for a significantly cheaper price. And yep. then you can, if you had the money, put $10,000 into it to make it a track beast. And you're still by far lower in price. Exactly. Than- you won't be getting the sodium filled uh, intake valves or exhaust valves. Yeah. But, but, you know, like you are still getting a solid uh, thing. What what reading uh, and I think if you're gonna find an article on the RA, the best one might be on Motor Trend because Johnny Lieberman's actually a fan of it. Uh, a lot of people are shitting on the RA, but Johnny Lieberman actually likes. it. I think it. the best way to get an idea of it is to read multiple. Yes, obviously, just because Johnny Lieberman is very he was very passionate about the RA and he showed that on Instagram. Yeah, by going off on people about it. That is true, but I so that's like the I think one that's extreme. What this car needs there's enough hate on Subaru. They need so someone who's passionate it, it, because it, it, Subaru does engineer a good vehicle. See, this I, is a I, I don't very think that. capable car. I think the car should be able to handle itself and prove itself. It doesn't need I a think guy too late in the in this press generation to... for that. They're too late in this generation for that. Next generation, I'm sure, will be able to take on the, the competitors out there. Mm-hmm. But they're too late. This generation, they're just giving the people what they can, given the, the budget I'm sure that they have, before they release their new car. Yeah. And I think there, there will be a new STI to come in 2020. Unless they pull off a Mitsubishi scheme and just say, hey, we made a great car. Use it for the next 10 years and then yep. we're going to die. <laughs> like, really, what? Happened? people still driving Evo 10s. Like, you yeah. know, that was, congratulations, you, you you had the best thing from 2008. Oh, you didn't mention the best things about the car. Unless what, you did that? and I was, was not listening. The carbon fiber roof? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's cool. The best thing. And it's the, the, and the carbon thing. wing. They're not the best thing by far. No, but it's it's something different. Yeah. I mean, when you buy these cars, when you buy an RS, when you buy a, a Type R, or you buy a STI or a Golf R, you don't get those premium materials. Yeah. If I was it's a little Subaru, bit of exclusivity towards this car. Yeah. If I was Subaru, you know what I would have done? What would you have done? I would have waited to release this version in the final year of production. I wouldn't have made it a limited production. I understand, like, you know, logistically, there are very expensive internal yeah. engine parts in this car, and that's why they probably didn't have the budget for it. But I would have I would have put all of this this engineering into the last year of production as a way, as a homage to this generation STI, also uh, to lead into the next generation STI. Mm-hmm. Now, they and, and I also would have tried not to yeah, mark like up the price. Yeah, like a final edition. Yeah, and I would have tried not to mark up the price by 10000 maybe 5000 Four thousand dollars. Ten thousand is a lot. Because I, I'm trying to, I'm looking at this list and I'm trying to justify where this ten thousand dollars is coming from. Yeah, and I can't see it. In the article, there are quite a number of ways. I mean, a carbon fiber roof and a and a wing alone are an expensive addition. Uh, yes, but, but when you're mass producing engine the product, like I'm trying to see, and I I think I can do, like this to me coming from a consumer to buy these parts yeah. would not cost me ten thousand dollars. It would definitely. A whole carbon fiber roof, carbon fiber rim, uh, costs like twenty five thousand. Rim is different. Well, I'm just saying because you can, you can buy like carbon hoods for like an entire hood. Those are mass produced. So if you were a consumer yeah, and you wanted to find a company making a roof for a WRX STI, I don't think you'd be able to. Not to mention that it's not okay. Just a panel well, you're getting very lifts. specific. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm saying I'm, like in general when they, they are already when there made. are carbon add-ons. Yeah, they're they're not like I'm gonna go custom make one for my STI. Yeah, yeah. that's different, obviously. But I don't know. Well, when you when you get stuff from the factory, you should be getting it at a decent, relatively. Yes, yes, and the, and then this is you know this is what we're, we're it's a this is why I said it's a little bit controversial what Super has done here. Not a lot of guys in the industry are going to like it, but I think it's important to understand that they're sort of they're they're in their own realm. They have they've been in this country the longest with this performance. Uh, 
uh, with this performance at Sedan. And, and so it's, it, they're growing pains, I think, at this point. Um, but let's let's move on just briefly onto the BRZ. Hold on, before that, yeah. When you said you think you should have released, um, they should have released this as a final model year before yeah. the new car. I don't agree. I think they should re- they should have released this as a new vehicle. Try and make something more exciting, and something new. I don't think there's enough here to make to make it a new vehicle. Right. So then save it and and put more I time guess. and effort yeah. and uh, um, R and D into a new vehicle. So in 2020 release something more exciting. Maybe they That's did true. this because they needed to get people still like to cling on until then. Yeah. I don't know. That That's probably the reason. Um, but uh, until we move on to the BRZ, yeah, let's take a little break. Sure. Back again. We are back. And uh, I guess, yeah, we'll cut right into the BRZ right where we left off. So um, BRZ has been out since 2012, I think. Um. Maybe 2013. Yeah, because I'm just trying to think. A it couple was, years after I got the Genesis. Exactly. It was like a direct um, competitor to the Genesis 2-liter. Maybe it was closer than a couple years because I got it, and then I knew a guy that got mm. a Scion FRS, and the BRZ came out at the same time or just after? Exact same time. Okay. They were released. Um, A, a year or two. So, yeah, around yeah. 2011, 12, around there. Mm. Um, and, and so just recently now. So, the that the BRZ and FRS both received their mid their midlife refreshes, I think, in 2016. You know New what? Headlights, taillights. I didn't even notice it. It's, it's so, it's so very subtle. Minor. And again, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of out of that. Like, those cars don't really yeah. interest me anymore as they did um, in the years past. Yeah. So, I don't really follow it. And from someone being completely out of there, like out from that area of cars, mm-hmm. I didn't notice anything. No, no. Yeah, so, it was very sure. light. Uh, but yeah, no, they're they're totally. Uh, they had their mid-cycle refresh. Um, I don't know how well the sales did. I know when they first came out, they were you know they were selling well, they were out like crazy. But yeah. now there seems to be a lot of them sitting on lots. Um, so what Subaru has done, much like with the RA, they've released now a more track-focused version of the mm-hmm. BRZ called the TS, which stands for. Let me just figure this here. Tuned by STI. So yeah, because STI is like their performance development Subaru team. Technica International. Exactly. Uh, and of course, people for years have been saying, when are you going to release a BRZ STI? When are you going to release a BRZ STI? So this is a BRZ tuned by STI. Much like a BMW uh, 3 or sorry, 430 M package. You think? M Sport. Yeah. Okay. It's not, it's not a real STI. Like a real STI usually comes with an STI engine. This is not... This is the same engine uh, that you find in a in a WRX non turbo, uh, and that's again more more news from this is Subaru says, hey, we know what you want, we're not going to give it to you, which Johnny Lieberman alludes to in his article. Yeah, uh, Johnny Lieber- Johnny Lieberman's been doing a lot on Subarus. That must have been a very busy week for him driving He's these very two passionate cars. About them, yeah, he well, was doing a lot I of can press with them. Why? I think this 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 past couple of weeks was their um, time with the vehicles. Yeah, so I think it's yeah. just natural that you see that. But yeah, so so big surprise. Subaru did not give more horsepower in this BRZ. Yeah. Instead, they focused on the handling, which uh, we all can agree. Uh, the BRZ handles fantastically already. BRZ sure. from FRS. what I what I, I haven't driven one, but yeah. from what I've read, I I did, we did get a trade in once. Oh yeah, uh, it was a it's, this guy just destroyed this car. It oh was, really? It was yeah. It was an FRS that was just uh, one of the customers who traded in for an for an SI. You know what? I have dri- I've, I've driven an FRS. So. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose same I've, thing. Yeah, I've driven one. Uh, and they are, it's really nice. Uh, I love the weight of the steering. I love uh, how nimble it was. Mm-hmm. So easy to get the back end out, which is another point of like super controversy. Oh, it's got Prius tires. If you read the article Johnny Lieberman put out about this TS, he he, he really clears up that whole thing. Oh, really? Uh, Still to this day. 
People are going on about that. People because because if you because that's it's something it's one of those things that just resonates with car guys. You're buying a sports car that comes with Prius tires? Yeah, you're crazy! Oh, you're, you're crazy! But it's, they never came with Prius tires. It came with a brand of Michelins that they also what, put on what, European. I, I was just gonna say, Priuses. what are Prius tires? Does, uh, do they say low, Prius on them? So okay, uh, Prius tires are supposed to be low rolling oh, resistance tires. That's fine. However. The, the, the tires that they're claiming were just a brand of Michelin tires that actually were the exactly. sportier option on European Priuses. Right. And it, this is the only thing. The tires that came on the, the FRS and BRZ went out of the factory mm-hmm. for all these years past. They were just thin, all-season tires. And they did that because it makes it more fun. Right. They didn't say, let's put Prius tires on for low rolling. No, it, was, it had nothing to do with that. They just wanted the car to be light and tossable. Yeah. You know, there's there people wanted to lose a bit of traction and play with it. And also, to really understand how well the chassis was uh, was designed, you had to lose a bit of traction. That was That's how, how balanced and you can feel how the car works, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with getting the tail end out a little bit. So that just worked to make the car more fun and playful. And I think the engineers did a good job with that. Now they've sort of said, well, we're going to give you proper gear. They're going to put thick, I think they're Michelin tires, uh, but thicker tires on here for more grip. Uh, they've upgraded the brakes by quite a bit. Brembo's front Brembo's, and rear. Yeah. Larger yeah. wheels. Yes. Uh, yeah. 19 inch wider yeah. as well and mm-hmm. offset a little bit. It's a little bit more of an aggressive look. Yes. I think it does look really good. I uh, think so as well. Even even the RA, the STIRA, I think looks good. I know it's not, you know, huge uh, mm-hmm. leaps and bounds, but it's glacial movement and it's a movement in the right I think from the STI to the RA and the standard BRZ to the BRZ TS. Yeah. I prefer the change in look to the T- on the TS. I will say change in look to the TS in terms of wheel. I like that because okay. the wheel and brake looks, looks better. But I think if you really look at the body on the RA yep. from a 2015 STI, which is what most guys out there are driving sure. right now, there's a lot of difference. And you'll see it in the front end, in mm-hmm. the rear, the and, and just the body kit that's on the car as well. Right. Uh, but either way, I think this BRZ is relatively the same as the STI RA in what they did to it. Right. Literally, the same changes that they made on the yeah. RA were similar. Not exactly the same, but the same step. Exactly. They took the same and step. And to a lesser extent. They didn't, sure. I don't think they did anything to the engine they in did this not. car. Nope. Uh, whereas in the RA, there was some you know significant uh, changes made uh, in uh, to the to the engine computer sure. and to the intake system and to the exhaust valves, which everyone likes to talk about, these sodium exhaust valves. Uh, but... It, if you like the BRZ, you're just going to like this one even more. Sure, it's just yeah. more focused. 100%. You know, I think it, it looks great. Yeah. It's a definitely an attractive car. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they changed up the arrow a little bit. Yeah. And the drivability of it. They yeah. didn't change any performance, as you said. My question is this. What does this compete against? I was thinking about that What's yesterday. What's price point? I mean, wh- do you know the price of the TA? Or the TS, sorry? I don't know if they've actually I'm released confusing that. all these. I know it's a. Uh, you know a what? Because I was 30, on. F- uh, oh, actually, sorry. I was on Subaru earlier this morning. They didn't have the R8 for building, but they had the TS. Mm-hmm. I Subaru.ca. Because I'm just looking here. Uh, mm. bu- 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 I got it right here. Actually, say thirty-seven thousand three nine five. Thirty-seven thousand. Yep. Okay. So the standard BRZ starts at twenty seven thousand. Yeah. So you're getting ten thousand dollars more from the standard. But then there's a Sport Tech, which is thirty one, and the Sport Tech RS, which is thirty one six nine five. Okay. So it just adds, I guess, the Sport Tech, like the Tech package. Oh, for sure. Um, 
it's a fully loaded BRZ when you but get the. TS. This is actually a good example of how to see the difference here is because when you're on the actual website and you're selecting the models, mm-hmm. BRZ, Sportec, Sportec RS, and TS edition, you can quickly click down to the between the Sportec RS and the TS, same color car and everything, and it shows you all the differences. Oh, okay, that's pretty so cool. you're getting the wing, you're getting um diffusers rear and um front you get the skirts on the side bigger wheels nicer wheels in my opinion they're the sti they look, wheels they do look really nice yeah um and that appears to be all exterior suspension uh, obviously. yeah suspension difference um was there a difference in the no i don't think so interior you're getting a little bit of an upgrade worth six thousand dollars that's the that's a difficult question. I think honestly, if you really like this car and you still haven't bought one up to this point, or you, let's say you have a, the first year uh, BRZ and yeah. you're looking to get into another one, then this is a this is a solid proposition. But for the money, again, they're they're punching above their weight class in in money. See, but here's exactly here's the thing: when you go to when you go to buy a BRZ, you're going in there looking at the base price because there's no two ways about it. You're looking at a relatively inexpensive sports car. Yes. Um, so you're looking at that 27,995. That's an attractive number. Yeah. You're sub $30,000. So you're looking mm-hmm. at the 27,995 and then you get in there and they say, well, we have this awesome, cool STI version. That's 37,395. Yeah. That's $10,000 more. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And it's not like it's, it has a screaming, uh, turbocharged, uh, flat four. It's the same engine that you'd get in the base model right. with it, uh, suspension tweaks. And no one said that the BRZ didn't handle good enough already. Um, so uh, again, it's it's Subaru's released this, but it, these both of these releases, the TS and the RA, seem to be targeting people who are already in love with Subaru, right? And they're not; they haven't been released to compete with the stuff that's I think out there. They've been released to keep their customers hanging on, yeah, until they can change something up. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you, you actually asked, "What does this compete against?" And I kind of didn't answer that. I I don't really know. Other, well, obviously, there's the. I think they changed the naming in the U.S. to GT86. Yes. Because they had that out in... Uh, well, I mean, it doesn't really compete against that. Right, because it's Maybe just for sales. But, but what, the Genesis? The Genesis, if cool. they, they don't even offer a, a V6 in the Genesis anymore. So I guess it's just the... Or no, maybe they don't... No, they don't offer the 2-liter in the Genesis anymore. Only the V6. That's good to know. I yeah. mean, I had the 2-liter. Yeah. So... I was hoping to get the I don't think it even V6, competes with but. the Genesis. I think it competes with the turbocharged uh, inline-4 Mustangs and Camaros. Because really, what else is there out but there? But again, do you think people shopping for Camaros and Mustangs are going to even consider a Subaru I think, or a Toyota? I think the younger, the younger uh, crowd right. will. But again, the younger crowd will probably usually be, be going through their parents, and their parents SDs. hear Mustang and Camaro, and they're like, "Whoa, no, 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 no." Well, I mean, it, yeah. There's when I say younger crowd, it could also mean like you know the early twenty somethings who do have their first job and can afford to finance a car. It might not always be through their parents. So right, it's, it it could also be the person who's uh, not just cross shopping between rear wheel drive sports coupes. It could also be looking at Focus STs, uh, maybe even Fiesta STs. There's a whole wide gamut of of entry level sports cars that we see in this this day and age. Do you think the um, size? Yeah, that, I was just going to say SI. Yeah, SI. Right. But when you pay a premium like this in any of those other fields from Ford, Honda, um, Volkswagen, when you pay this kind of premium, you're getting their top level. But again, you really didn't pay this premium until now because yes. those cars weren't available here. Exactly. Yeah. So 
I don't know. Uh, and this, I think, is where when we mentioned on Instagram, what we wanted to what we wanted to get to the bottom of here was Subaru. Why? Mm-hmm. You know, they release the they cut they come out with the RA and the and the TS, both performance cars and impressive in their own respect. But look at the climate that we're in right now. If you want something fun and playful and uh, outlandish, you have a Focus RS. Granted, it's sixty thousand dollars Canadian. Yeah, okay, that's something that I is, discovered this morning. I don't yeah. know why. I never. Maybe it was. It used to be cheaper. Yeah, I think it did. I don't but remember. I I was this morning. Maybe, I was waking up and I was building a Focus RS, and the yeah. base price was fifty eight thousand nine something Canadian. Crazy. Yeah, for the red version, the red color. Yeah, if you wanted the blue color, add another one. Over a thousand dollars for the blue, yeah, and, and you were at like sixty one thousand dollars. I, I could don't, not I honestly, but I, I don't. I think if you walk in a dealership, you can get it below that, just because I don't see them selling. Anthony, I went to I Twin Hills. I went to Twin Hills Ford Lincoln in in Richmond Hill, Ontario, yeah. and uh, they are not a, a SVT dealer, but they had one sitting in the showroom. And, and it's exactly the same with me. I was at Blackstock Ford there yeah. in Orangeville. Try finding a Type R sitting in a showroom that Hold isn't on. already put aside for a customer. I was there. In the show, in the showroom, and they had two Focus RSs, brand new, one two. one blue one and one white one. Yeah. So these were, I guess, last years because now it's obviously it's not available in white. Yeah. Um, but the blue one is a 2018 model, mm-hmm. and it's over 60 grand. I I I just saw it here on Auto Trader this morning. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, and I, and to, to spend that much money and to have to sit in that car. Yeah. As simple I as that, and and what we're what we're getting on about here is the interior on the on the Focus S, on the Focus RS is the interior right. of the Focus. It's not upgraded by by it is upgraded in in small ways with some stitching and some clever you know stuff. But it, it, for the money you're spending, like in that price range for all um, like for a good deal less money you can get in a type R that has a beautiful interior yeah. or even a, a golf R that has a fantastic and like we go when you're looking at golf right. R you're looking at Audi levels of interior quality forget about even dipping into Volkswagen when you're spending $61,000 mm-hmm. you're encroaching in some like small German car yeah. territory yeah small performance German car territory yeah so and that's a whole nother level of quality like interior alone mm-hmm that you're paying for. So, I mean, this tangent that we're going off on and how expensive the Focus RS is, it seems to be a, a there you go. We've proved it. It's very expensive. It's, it's expensive. However, uh, it, it doesn't change the fact that the STI, uh, and I, let's forget about the BRZ for now. The BRZ is, it's, is a different kind of animal. It's not the flagship Subaru. Yeah. We I talked, of it, we talked about it solely because we were talking about the RA exactly. released at the same time, kind of the same deal with that. Yeah. Let's focus here on just the STI RA. And because that's what all and the Subaru fanboys are going to be saying oh, is the best. It's a, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And, and it's a rally car for the road. They they did not release something to compete with the offerings from Ford, Honda, and Volkswagen. And Volkswagen. They instead released a, a glamorized uh, fanboy version something of the Something to satisfy STI. their fanboys. And whether or not that's cool, that's subjective. I personally think it's cool. I like that car. Right. Uh, I I would I don't think I'd ever spend sixty thousand dollars dollars on it, 
But I, I do like that car, and I think that because I've I, I know some Subaru fanboys, good yep. friends of mine. I've driven in their Subarus. It, it's they are they are really nice, well built cars. Uh, you know, mechanically speaking, I have my own gripes with the interior quality. Mm-hmm. I think for the money you're spending, they did not do enough research R and D for the interior. Even on these on these new guys, the RAs and whatnot. It's same. It's the same thing. They didn't really up. They put a lot more red stitching. Yeah, it kind of reminiscent of the Type R, but Honda did it a lot better. Yeah, but yeah. Like I haven't I haven't been wheel. in either, so I can't really touch on that. I've just seen pictures online. The Type R benefits from this this current generation Civic having a fantastic interior to begin with. Something that uh, Honda for for about a decade has been trying to increase their their interior quality mm-hmm. and make it look more premium, and they finally have hit a nice stride. I think with my 2015 Accord, they were doing well, but with the new Accords and Civics, it's at a whole another level. Right. So they benefit from that, but. And Subaru might not have that exposure because the cash flow in Subaru is not as bad as what it was for Mitsubishi, but I just think it's not at the level of Honda or Ford. Right. So oh, maybe no, they have, no way, they have yeah. limitations to what they can put on the inside of these vehicles. So they focus on the performance aspect because let's be honest, performance numbers sell cars over interiors. Uh, I, I think in a lot of cases. So, but I just don't see who knows when they're going to be coming out with the next generation STI. And this is not something that's going to compete. There are people who are going to obviously, like even Johnny Lieberman said, we're waiting for the day where we can get an RA and a Type R on the track. And I'll tell you right now, I'd put $50 down. I'm saying $50 because it's going to be a meager amount of money. Mm. The, the Type R is going to smack that thing on on a nice, on a smaller circuit. Obviously, sure. you know, when it, when it, when it comes to... Uh, when it comes to it, I think the the what's it called the STI is always going to claw to corners faster with all wheel drive. Mm-hmm. But I can't see a way that even with this tuned suspension, it's going to be able to handle the corners better than the Type R because the Type R has technology behind it. Right. The Type R may lack all wheel drive, but that keeps it light and nimble, and it's got those magnetic uh, dampers which we see transform any vehicle into a into a handling monster. Right. Unfortunately, the Super didn't even come with that. Instead of putting in the the magnetic uh, suspension they put in this bilstein uh rig and uh, for ten thousand dollars you couldn't afford to to put in the 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 i think they call metallurgical rib you know what i don't know biological whatever magnetic dampening Mm -hmm. that that seems like a a standard across the board the camaro ss comes with it yeah uh, and and it's like uh to get it it's an additional i think five thousand dollars you got to remember they're they're playing with an old platform here that is also true in the type r you're getting a brand new vehicle you're getting something that you've never seen before yeah with the ra you're getting a lightly tuned sti that's been around for for so long yeah and i think that uh because let's be honest the the ford the focus rs may not come to the table as often uh in comparisons as the type r and the ra do especially Mm -hmm. because a lot of people say that the type r looks like a subaru it looks like they tried to do what subaru did with their styling um, I think, but pure, purely aesthetic, the type, the type R looks. It's more interesting for sure. I I like how subtle the Subaru is, and that for some of the reasons I don't like the Type R for how boy racer ish it is. Okay, but I also think that you're. But a lot of people say that about the Type R as well. Yeah, it, the wing is a wing is a wing type of thing. So in saying that, if you that want, rhymes. if you want a real man's car, the Golf R. Not a man's car. No. Uh, but uh, where was I going with this? The And this is something I think I told you a little bit earlier in the week. It seems almost, you know, when when we really get down to where do these, where do these hatchbacks, what do they represent? Mm -hmm. It seems almost that the Type R is the antithesis of the STI and the STI RA. 
the type R, like you just said, right. all new, brand new technology, first time ever in North America. Right. Everything Honda's it's got a lot of toward. hype and excitement yeah. behind it. You know, it, you, you don't need all wheel drive. Front wheel drive's enough, and all this, all the fanboys come out of the come out of the woodwork. Versus the STI, which is let's keep the horsepower the same, same thing you've seen over the ten the last ten years. Let's perfect the old, and yep. and the old is still good. It's still a great platform, and and we don't have to spend money on interior, and it it can be quiet and and subtle, and it's still great. The Type R is the total antithesis to that, and the Focus RS takes it a step further with being loud and brash and crazy. Right. So the Type R and the Focus RS seem to be two different ways of going about this hot, uh, you know, entry level economy right. performance car market, where the the STI is just stay, sticking to its old ways. So and, and and much so with the with the Golf R. I think. Yeah, yeah. The Golf R, I think, uh, goes about this whole very similar to the STI. But the thing with the Golf R is it has a lot of history behind it. Yeah, and it they don't they don't need to change anything crazily to keep selling them. Yeah, exactly. To keep people to keep Volkswagen fans mm-hmm. satisfied. I will say the the Golf R is the most timeless looking of all of these. Yep. I think that it's pretty. It's just as pretty. Uh, ripping down Highway Seven. Uh, as it is uh, parked outside of a of a nice hotel, yeah, a, or driving through a city at night, it's just a pretty car. The Golf R and mm-hmm. and the Golf the Golfs in general, yep. I think, are styled really really elegantly. Um, the Subaru, it looks more like uh, just it's you very, said it's it, very you said subtle. It's it's kid boy, yeah. I I mean, it it honestly isn't as bad as the Type R when it comes to that, and the Type R is the most like. Race me, race me. Right, it's a red light. Race me. Like, right, yeah. but but with the with the Subaru, it's it's very tame, mm-hmm. and then it, on the back end of it, it's com- it's got that massive wing. Yeah, so it's got that that appeal to it. Yeah, that kid and then, boy racer. And then the Focus RS is just like uh, the Hunchback well, of Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, it's not that bad. <laughs> I think that it, it it it's it's I don't know. It's hard for me to look at it like. I don't know. It's its own thing. It's its own thing. I it's think the focus. exterior is much nicer than, it's the, a focus. than the interior. And yeah. for all the years, it's been a focus, and they just yeah. made it a little bit more aggressive. And what what it shows you is uh, selling a car with 340 horsepower and that pops and snorts and crackles isn't always the best way. Yep. I think that uh, Type R owners are going to hold on to those cars a hell of a lot longer than, than Focus RS owners will. I think that uh, you will tire of the constant backfire. Uh, it's uh, your daily driver. I think the ty- and also uh, a lot of people say, I, and I haven't actually driven in a in an R in a Focus RS. Right. But a lot of people say that the um, magnetic suspension in the RS is insanely stiff. The Type R deals with it a little bit better, yeah. a little bit softer. Um, so that's something to to keep in mind. And something I was actually um, kind of surprised by on the Type R, it's got twenty inch wheels. Yeah, they're oh, yeah. big. They're huge. Yeah. Yeah. Surprising because everything else in their class is either 19 or 18. Well, Golf yeah. R being 18 and the other two, they got 19s, but uh, 20 yeah, inch. And that's, that's something different from Honda altogether, I think. Yeah. When when the prototype when the prototype came out to the Canadian Auto Show last year, so the 2017 Canadian International Auto Show, we all saw it. And we all saw that it had 20, 20 inch rims. And they always kept, they kept saying, this is a prototype. This is a prototype. But it's not the car. It's And the one thing I said that's the car, but they're gonna they're gonna ship it with 19s yeah. because they did that with a, they do that with a lot of Hondas. They oh, put really? nice big wheels on it for the prototype, and then they shrink them down to a more economical size, especially for tires. You try yeah, finding 20 inch tires. They're expensive. They are, but 
they stuck to it and I think it paid off because yeah. the type R, uh, we had a customer actually bring in his type R for his first oil change. Uh, and he had went a winter set of rims on it, nineteens, okay. uh, and they had a beautiful stance to it. More stance than uh like more offset than the spaced? stock wheels. No, just that the, the oh, rims okay. themselves. wider. Yeah, they were aftermarket, but they were his winters. Right. And wow, it looked really mean. I think that I would be inclined if I ever had a type R to get a deeper offset rim because oh, really? it just a put it pushes this stance out. Yeah. But in saying that, I also think that the Type R is a car you don't need to modify. You enjoy it for what it is, and it's they put a, a they put a lot of time driver. and development into it. Exactly. It is what it is. Yeah. You drive it how how it's meant to be driven, and in that same breath, maybe that's what the what the magic is about the RA. You drive it how it's meant to be driven. It, it's uh, engineers spent hours and hours yeah. you know, uh, mowing over it. None of these cars are bad. This is what the fanboys have to remember and all the people right. shitting on Johnny Lieberman for his comments. None of these cars are bad. They are all fantastic cars. It's just what do you need in your life? Right. If you want this, this super capable, very expensive STI, then now Subaru offers it to you. I think the, the difficulty here with, again, with backlash and stuff, with Civics, with mm. Golfs, with WRXs, they're ver- they're, their fans are very loyal. Yeah. We've talked about this with trucks. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same thing. I think more so here. Yeah. You, you you get a guy that drives a Civic. He's gonna shit on every other brand. Yeah. Same with the guy with the Subaru guy. You 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 never find one of those guys driving something else. No, of course. So yeah. I think that's where you gotta kind of just okay, shut up. Yeah. Like like Johnny Lieberman said on on Instagram, he made a joke. He was with a Subaru rep, and he said. Uh, so you've driven this car, right? And he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Obviously, it's a really good car. And he's like, yeah. But everyone online that, that's never driven this car is saying it's complete shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of funny. And, and it's true. Yeah. It's 100% I, true. I, there, there are people, there will always be people looking to, to shit on it. And unfortunately, when you debate about these cars, you're going you're gonna to fall into that yeah. too. Because it's, it's, it's a point to back up I mean, on, but. really the only thing, the only argument you can have here, they're all great cars. They put, all put yeah. a lot of time into it. The prices that they're offering at them sometimes is a little bit hard, much to chew. Yeah. Um, yeah. Given what we've gone over through the four, the the type, the type R, the Focus RS, the Golf R, and the WRX STI. Mm-hmm. Forget about the RA. Let Let's just go with the, yeah, regular, the regular STI, STI. because yeah. guess what? You're not getting an RA. Yeah. Out of the four, from first to last, if you were looking for a daily driver, new car, what would you go for? Type R. Okay. Then Golf R. Then. Uh, STI then RS. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Just because for me, I I want first and foremost, I want a fantastic daily. And Anthony gets, I mean, discounts from Honda. So well, but I also want a daily that's going to inspire me to drive it aggressively at times. That's what I have now. Right. As funny as that sounds, you know, oh, it's a, it's a V six cord. We talking about, but when when the company gives you a package, you're, sorry, you're driving the Cross Tour, right? Hilarious, Mikey. <laughs> um, but when a company delivers you a package that uh, that can be such a great daily, a comfortable daily, mm-hmm. but then when you want to be aggressive and you want to, you know, get that taste of of okay, let's drive. Right. It, when they can balance that, that's a beautiful thing because no one is full race all the time. No one is full lazy all the time. Right. Or full cruise all the time. Y- your your life's going to be a blend of both. So. That's what I've always admired admired about this segment is that they try to try to incorporate the two, and when they do it mm-hmm. correctly, that's important to me. I think that the, the Type R does it really well. I think the Golf R does it really, really well uh, as well. 
the the STI, I don't know. I think that interior would really draw, would really tire me, and that's okay. why I don't like it so much. Um, and then eventually the RS, I think, is just the too. Yeah, it's a car that'd be hilarious to rent, but would I want to live with one? No. I think I'd like to drive it. Yeah, and I think the Focus RS would be at the bottom of my list as well. Yeah. It's just so hard, especially seeing that price of again. Like I keep on going back to that's it. by far Six, the most sixty-one thousand dollars. When I'm yeah. spending sixty-one thousand dollars and I have to sit in that, for me, a big part of buying a, a vehicle mm-hmm. is sitting inside it. Forget yeah. about the, what what the exterior looks like. Mm-hmm. Sitting inside it, that's what you're doing a hundred percent of the time when you're using this yeah. this machine. That's true. If I'm sitting in that Focus RS, knowing that I spent sixty-one thousand dollars on a Canadian, mm-hmm. I, I just I, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. Yeah, the, the 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 Type R definitely for me has the biggest improvement on interior. Yeah, um, what I would go with as far as in like order, I, I don't even know. No, I, I haven't driven enough of these cars because you've well, driven an S. Have you driven an STI? Uh, I've been in an STI. I've never even been in an STI. Really? No. Type R obviously a haven't. A little bit underwhelming, but uh, no, none of the I, I yeah. none of these vehicles Golf R I haven't. The one that I felt the most special in, and this may sound biased, but when you said that when you sit in a Type R, the way that that seat hugs you, and the the like you have to literally you have to vault vault over the the wide body kit that's on yeah. it. You just know you're sitting in something special. I, I've I've heard that the seats are very comfortable. They in the are. Type R. Yeah, and then with the with that aluminum shifter knob and just all the things that you interact with, the steering wheel, it, it just it gives you a vibe that it's that it's very very user friendly. Um, so I I that's why for me that the Type R and I I know yeah Honda fanboy whatever, it's a fantastic package. A yeah. lot of these are. But it really is, um, and I think that it will stand the test of time. I, I don't see Honda uh, doing anything to this car, maybe beside a f- couple of appearance things. Honda's very— think, Are they going to release like a 20—because this is a 2017, 2018, and then they continue year on— I, I don't know. I This Type R will probably stick around until—if if Honda does what they do with most of their performance cars, it'll be around for 10 years. Yeah. And then they'll just say, okay, that's it. Sure, <laughs> but I also see that Honda is focusing on performance and uh, sportiness in all of their vehicles. Right. So I don't know what is in store. I think Honda might be changing their tactics to appeal more to performance uh, people with who have performance in mind. Mm-hmm. So um, keep an eye out because uh, if you are if you are not uh, if you haven't amassed enough wealth to be able to afford one of these cars yet, and if you plan on on buying one of these one of these um, nameplates in the next five ten years yep. you're in for a treat because they're look at the technology they're packing into these little vehicles there there's clearly a lot of passionate engineers that work for these companies who want to have the best rally car and the only people who are going to benefit are the consumers so right. uh this is just uh, again i like i like ending debates like this not debates but our, uh analytics More, yeah, an, on analysis. a positive note yeah analysis on a positive note and that is the positive note that you as a consumer are going to get a solid performance no, car. No matter which which route you go, yeah. the four, mm-hmm. you're getting a great vehicle. 100%. Yeah. And I think we'll end off that on that note. Yeah, I think... Well, uh, at least for the car segment. We're not, we're, yeah. You're not getting rid of us yet. Yes, yes. We still uh, have a whole bunch to delve into with regards to the watch industry. Yeah, we're just going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back in a minute. Yes, sir. And here we are, back again, uh, here to talk about watches. Um, sorry if it's uh, unappealing that we cut and come right back. I know for you guys it seems like it's momentarily hey, we, it's momentary, something we got to do. Yeah, exactly. It's and part and part we, of the game. When when there's video, maybe we'll be able to employ something different in that in that time. Maybe you know videos of donuts and 
things of that yeah, nature. Something, something to entertain you. Yeah. Because, you know, we're not entertaining. Apparently not. Um, <laughs> no, the, the, I mean, we could, we could we could explain quickly the reasoning behind that. Ah, oh, we don't got to get into it. It's all it's all back backstage stuff. Sure. And you know what? You don't like it? Too bad. Don't listen. Bye. <laughs> uh, but back to No, yeah, we're taking uh, breaks. Our, you know, we got to go to the washroom. Exactly. You got to yeah, yeah, warm yeah. up your hands. Andy's got a small bladder. But uh, yeah. beyond that, so uh, our second segment, of course, we're talking about watches now. Comp, uh, quick wristwatch check. You want to start this one off? I always go first. Okay, I'll go first then. I am wearing my Tag Aqua Racer. It is a quartz Aqua Racer from the dark days of Tag. By dark days, I mean the mid, uh, like the 2000, 2006 to like mm-hmm. 2011. When did Jean-Claude Bivier come back as CEO or uh, uh, get hired as CEO of Tag oh, QR? just recently. Okay, so until uh, basically dark days of come Tag. Come back. I don't think he was sorry, ever. Not, not come back, but I mean like he uh, signed on as their CEO. Uh, until Jean-Claude Bivier breathed new life into Tag, they were sort of on a downward spiral with a lot of their stuff. Yeah. But however, I will say this Aqua Racer was given to me as a, a confirmation gift for, uh, from my uncle. It's got a special place in my heart. And I think for, and you actually said this earlier, and I really like it. What's that? Uh, for the price point, the Aqua Racers are still, they're solid watches for the price point. Yeah. They're good divers. Uh, you're you're not paying the premium you pay with a Seamaster or, mm-hmm. or uh, a sub. Granted, you're getting something more special with those watches. Yes, that they're in a but, different league. But, but like seeing it on your wrist now. Yeah, like no, it's, great. It, it's a it Looks was great. it's a fantastic daily. Uh, the only reason why I stopped wearing it is because I just didn't want to keep beating it up. Yeah, and you had um, just gotten it polished, yeah, all nice so, and cleaned up. Yeah, but but on on the wrist right now, it, it feels spectacular, and no. it's a quartz. It's not an automatic. However, I do I don't hate quartz, and a quartz like this keeps time forever. Yes, you know I, I don't wear it for four months, and I go back and right. the date as long it's, as it's they're not a watch you wear all the time, so it suits that role. Yeah, exactly. It's nice. It's a nice addition, and it means something to me, and and I really like it. A lot of the a lot of the details on it, like the clasp and the rotating mm-hmm. outer bezel, have a really nice feedback. And even what you were saying before, um, when we were on our way up here, um, you mentioned that the the bracelet on it mm-hmm. actually has some like, uh, what's the word? Uh, it's got some weight to it. Yeah, like it, it feels it, robust. Yes. Whereas when you when you find a lot of the bracelets on a lot of higher end watches, they kind of feel very dainty and delicate. Mm-hmm. They're great materials. They're very, very, very good quality. Mm-hmm. It's just when something has a little bit more weight to it and is a little bit more robust, you kind of get that idea that it can handle a little bit exactly. more. Exactly. You're not yeah. afraid to wear it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's on my wrist, Mikey. Uh, I think was I. I think I was wearing this one last week. I think so. The Caliber Hoyer one from Tag. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a Tag day. It's a Tag day. Doesn't yeah. happen too often. Hashtag me. Tag day. Look out for that to come in the story. Uh, I today. mean, hey. We're going to take a little break and take a story. No. <laughs> Make a Instagram um, story. No, no. Yeah, I'm wearing the tag. You guys know all about it. It's blue. Yeah, very cool. It's complicated. Well, mm-hmm. artificially complicated. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, uh, Not much to say about it. We've talked about it a whole yeah, bunch. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a nice watch. Yeah. It, I, I think it's... It, 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 from here, it looks very... Uh, Wow! 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 It, it attracts, yeah. Makes My eyes noise. are drawn to it, which is a good thing. A lot sure, of watches yeah. try very hard to get that quality, so so it's very it's a it's a nice piece. Um, so what uh, what do we have going on? What do we what do we want to talk about well, earlier? Was it was it over the weekend? Mm. That video from our friend from Fed? Federico. Actually, sorry. Before we get into that, oh video, sure, yeah, go ahead. I just want to talk about something briefly. Um, By all means. My dad, who 
is not by any means uh, uh, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to watches. He, sure. He he was. I do I do uh, always say he was the one who got me into automatic watches. But beyond that, he he doesn't really yeah he doesn't really research or anything like that. He's yeah. not that big into watches as, as as far as you know myself and and you are. Um, but I guess maybe my interest in watches over the past few months and, and me talking to him about it, maybe reignited something. He started sure. watching videos on YouTube about watchmakers and he, I never knew this. He, he uh, showed me there's a group of about 30 men who are watchmakers and they don't, they're, they're freelance. So they don't work for any major company. Okay. They solely create custom uh, watches and from start to finish, they don't they don't buy their cases from Blanc Pen or whatever or from uh, from completely Patek. bespoke products. Exactly, and and if you see the way these guys work, it's crazy. They're using like ancient techniques mm-hmm. to create these watches. When I say ancient, I mean like you know like the old sure, old yeah, yeah, ways, yeah, yeah. filing metal down, you know the polish and everything. It's just craziness. And uh, one of the guys, uh, the the youngest member of this group of thirty watchmakers, uh, he's Japanese, and this this video sort of it's very well done i forget the name of it uh but they follow him on his um on his uh goal to put this ancient japanese clock um into a a the, the same mechanism same idea of it into a, a wrist a wrist wearable okay. piece this sounds very confusing but what i'm getting at here is a lot of people talk about swiss what you know what uh, timekeeping and, and Swiss made means mm-hmm. the, I, not a lot of people um, until you really delve into it, understand just how important time is to the Japanese. I think we've all heard those stories where, Oh, if a Japanese, uh, train is off by more than, uh, than three and a half seconds, it's considered, you know, everyone gets their money back. And that right. is true. Yeah. Timing in their society is very important. It, it, it is how they organize themselves but the idea of timing as a science in their society stems from somewhere. And it's the fact that in ancient Japanese society, timing was a science. They didn't they, they didn't just, you know, use time the way we use time here. They they even went so far as to change the way that time was structured based on the seasons. How they would make the hours of the day longer in the summer to work with the longer uh the the, the longer day. Mm-hmm. It, it, very, very intricate, and I, it really that video and, and understanding how these Japanese um, craftsmanship and, and scientists and engineers from way back—we're talking like the 1700s—they they spent time creating mechanical pieces to reflect their their passion with time to keep time. So, I think that when you're learning about watches, you don't hear a lot about Japanese other uh, other than like Seiko, right? Uh, but out of Japan comes a, a strong, strong passion for timekeeping. And I think it's important so that when you're learning about watches, you don't just dismiss Japanese uh, brands. Okay. Because, again, we, we do live in a society. If you go to most jewelry stores, especially in, in Toronto, mm-hmm. it's sort of like, yeah, well, we have Swiss or nothing. Yeah, Nothing right. is better than Swiss. Right. Swiss has – there's fantastic things that come out of Switzerland. I'm not, I'm well, not because downplaying to, to Swiss To the uninformed. Made. Swiss is the almighty. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But what you'll find in Japan is another, uh, maybe someone's an equal passion for timekeeping. Right. It's the way that they run their 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 life. Their, their lives, lives, yeah. Uh, and if you look at, uh, it's just a really interesting world to delve into. And mm-hmm. I, I can't. Do you remember the name of that video? 
I don't, unfortunately. I will find out uh, okay. and maybe bring it maybe up. Maybe we'll on post Netflix. it. We'll post it on our Instagram. Yeah, it's just crazy the the level of of craftsmanship and uh, and and knowledge mm-hmm. that uh, was put into some of these pieces. Um, so just really really interesting, and uh, I think that there might be a, a, a renaissance in the watch yeah. community from Japan um, with all these micro brands popping up. I think it's very possible that that and, might And there's happen. a lot of distaste towards the whole labeling of Swiss right at, at yeah, this moment at right this now. Moment, so maybe yeah. you're right. Yeah. Well, because now they, they've begun to sell out a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, Swiss made can be put on a lot of things. They've tried to make the, the restrictions more specific, right. but not enough. And, you know, Moser was complaining about that, but anyway, um, so that's just something I wanted to share. Yeah, briefly. sure. Uh, keep your eye on on Japanese. Keep your eye on on uh, on them, and, and and we'll see what micro brands come out of there. Uh, but otherwise, um, moving on to the main topic. Of the yeah, day. main topic. Um, what is it? I think it was earlier this week. I don't know if it was on a weekend or I think it must it, was, it must have been earlier in the yeah, week. Yeah, it was. Um, Federico from Federico Talks Watches actually released a video that you mm-hmm. really don't see from him too, like this style of video that you really yeah. don't see too much, and it was basically him calling it. Uh, not so much calling out, but he pretty blatantly called out. He people. called out, yeah. Um, for other YouTubers spe- specifically, for using what what would you even call these kind of watches? Um, like imitation luxury watch. Like we're talking about Vincero, MVMT, uh, those those types yeah. of brands. Uh, what would I call them? It's difficult to a watch guy. They're junk. To a young kid, they're stylish. A uh, young kid, I mean, like a, an inexperienced what do we call them? watch we, person. We were talking about them a couple of weeks ago. What did we call them? Um, there, we we gave it a name. Fake value proposition. No, 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 no. It was a, 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 a risk real, garbage. Okay. I don't want to. I don't know. I'm, I'm, we're not that. We're not those people. We're not gonna be like MVMT garbage. I mean, if I'm walking down the street and I see a guy wearing an MV, MVMT, I literally look at his wrist and go. <laughs> take that thing off no. no we just we i wouldn't go up to that guy and talk to him about my ming you know like right. he would give he would give no you guys cares. see where we're coming from he's the he might be the type i'm saying he but it could be a man or a woman it, they might be yes they might be the kind of person where they you know they may only know there's rolex and there's mvmt and i can't i can't afford a rolex so i'm only gonna buy an right MVMT. and you know what there's nothing wrong there with it if you like nothing. it great yeah. wear it you just won't see me wearing one yeah and that's not what federico was was shooting at there have been a lot of watch youtubers who sh- who have fired at, uh, at MVMT and other brands, and we'll get into that yeah, for a specific sure, reason. But essentially, the, the, the base of his video was there's YouTubers that can clearly afford and clearly are knowledgeable about mm-hmm. premium watchmakers and the watch culture in general, mm-hmm. and they're taking on these sponsorships from companies mm-hmm. like MVMT, like um, Daniel Wellington, w- w- these brands, and they're portraying them as these great items. and. Yeah basically leading their i would probably say younger viewers for the most part and uninformed viewers towards these brands solely to get a deal for themselves money on their end um yeah and he just didn't really agree with that and called them out on it yeah and in fact one of the one of the uh and these were automotive youtubers let's be specific here Oh, okay, he called yes. out specifically automotive YouTubers and us being in the world, you know, of cars and, and watches. watches yeah. This hit us almost personally because we watch these guys too. Yeah. I watch Federico. You watch Federico. We watch it, uh, Vehicle Virgin, stuff like that. It, it was actually funny when I, because again, one of the people that he directly called out was, was Parker from Vehicle Virgin. Yes. 
when I said, because I sent Anthony the video of him saying uh, Ferrari's going to take out Tesla or something like that. Yeah, I said, all right, Tesla. No ideas for content. Clickbait. Um, I read at the beginning, he basically gave a little promotion for um, MDMT. No, Vincero. Vincero, yeah. And um, he said, oh, this is the greatest looking watch. And when people see it, they say, oh, what are you wearing? And I get all these compliments on it. And I saw that and I instantly sent it to Anthony to to watch it. Mm -hmm. And about... The, the day before that, he sent me a video from Federico saying, watch this. And I didn't watch it yet. Yeah. Up until I sent you that video. I sent, I just randomly sent you the, the video from vehicle versions. Mm-hmm. And, um, about half an hour later, I watched that video that you sent me and told me to, told me to watch from Federico. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, look at this. Like what are the coincidences yeah. or what, what are the chances that, uh, the two worlds that we, and they're, they're colliding here. And in it just so happened that way. in, Federico's video, he directly set called out Parker yeah. for wearing a thirty, forty thousand U.S. dollar mm-hmm. uh, two tone gold GMT Master too. Yeah. Um, and in the beginning of the video, he was saying how much, how many compliments he gets on his Vincero watch. Yeah. Um, but if you want to get into the meat of this and stop lallygagging about the the base of it. Well, okay. Well, uh, yeah. Let's let's jump into the meat of it. Yeah. What's the problem here? The problem here is that not all. It, car enthusiasts are watch guys. Not all watch guys are car enthusiasts. Right. However, we 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 clearly understand the point. When t- typically when you're in- interested in cars, mm-hmm. it, it's a you end up being interested in watches. And I say typically because the the two worlds do do form together well. I mean, we I think we're one of the few uh, outlets out there who really bring these two uh, directly, things together. Yeah. But usually, and I do see this a lot, if someone heavily invests in cars. Uh, in time in cars, motorcycles, motoring, they end up coming across some sort of timepiece because that's where the history is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do you how do you measure a car's performance? You time it. You time perform. How do you time performance with a proper timepiece? Right. You don't time performance with an MVMT chronograph with no numbers on it. Yeah. Uh, which is another thing that blows my mind. So, what is the meat and potatoes of this of this argument of this debate? YouTube is a great platform for people to express their views. And we have both been affected hugely uh, in cars yeah, and sure. in, in timepieces with what we've learned from YouTube. Mm-hmm. We have personalities that we like, who share knowledge, who share passion, who, who help breed the next generation of enthusiasts. And a lot of the guys who do cars don't talk about watches that much. It's just a sad thing that when they do talk about watches, they talk about, they, they take promotions, they take money yep. from companies like MVMT. It's a self, selfish promotion. Exactly. Because those same guys, I mean, if they didn't know about watches at all, there's nothing wrong with taking promotions right. for your company. But if you know enough to to walk into Rolex and put 40 grand down on a watch, I mean, actually, that's kind of... I mean, a, that's kind of, it's kind of easy to do that exactly. if, as long as you have money. Yeah. But I mean, if you're a self-respecting enthusiast about cars, then you yeah. should you should also understand like, well, if I'm an enthusiast, about one thing i'm not just going to go and and drop crazy amounts of money on on something i have nothing i right. know nothing about usually uh having passion and being passionate in one thing sort of trickles into every other of part course, of your life yeah. that's one of the most beautiful things about being an enthusiast is that you don't just carry it through your first passion it leads you to everything else and watches are, and cars go both ways that right. way so uh, to see that and then to see the same guy who's wearing a forty thousand dollar rolex uh come out and say these three hundred dollar um, uh, Vincero timepieces are are built so well. They're built better than than pieces that are five times the price. Yeah. 
Are you crazy? I think he said that verbatim. Like he said, yeah, five, five times. times the price. That's what's five times five hundred. Like I don't know if that's you're, a thirty. That's like a twenty five hundred dollar watch. Yeah. Do you know what twenty five hundred dollars got you in the watch world? You get a See, proper Oris for that here's, money, and here's he's the talking thing. about Vincero. Here's the thing with with stupid with Parker <laughs> alone, and and Fred Federico calling him out. If you're looking for quality car content, mm-hmm. watch Vehicle Virgins two years ago. Yeah. He's, he's gone, he's gone he's over, gone. The, yeah. over the edge. Um, you can tell he's based, he's doing this a hundred percent for the money. Oh yeah. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that he shuts out stuff like that. Yeah. Um, again, he also called out another guy. Uh, he did again. He didn't directly call out those people. Mm-hmm. We're just relating it because we know what they wear and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he garage. Yes. I, I don't know much about this guy. In fact, I don't really know anything about him. You've watched him before. Yeah. Um, and I think he owns a Breitling Air... Aerospace. Aerospace. Yeah. Um, and again, he shouted out MVMT. Yeah. Uh, Hoovy, I... And I, I have watched Hoovy uh, for, for the last, I'd say, six months, you know, watching him regularly. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he... Very similar to, to Doug DeMuro, but he actually buys his cars. He calls them his hoopties. He's got a fleet of hoopties. They're all, they're old. Uh, you know, uh, they're interesting cars, but they're old and he, he, he buys them. He talks about them. He you know, keeps them up and everything like right. that. His, that's what his channel revolves around. I think just recently now he's starting to get into reviewing cars, much like Doug DeMuro. Um, but Hoovy's a, he, he is very knowledgeable and I enjoy watching him. I enjoy his personality. Yeah. I think he's very modest, but the most cringy thing is to see him talk about MVMT. And when Federico came, because he is one of the people who who gets, accepts sponsorships from MBMT and promotes their brand, when Federico called him out, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know even know if he called him out specifically, but he didn't. He didn't name any names. Yeah. He just said he he named basically their car YouTubers and he mm-hmm. named the watches that were that they were wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hoovy's actually commented directly on his post. That's yeah. why I know that it was he was talking to him. The GMT. He, Parker's the only one that has a gold. Yeah, I think I think he also had a sub, and that might be Matt Farah. It was Matt Farah. We'll get into Matt Farah, but as far as Hoovy was respectful, mm-hmm. uh, and there was not like you know, and I didn't expect him to be uh, disrespectful. Hoovy seems like a very modest uh, and and nice person. Yeah. So they they just you know they just traded uh, thoughts back and forth very briefly, saying, well, you know, uh, Hoovy was making the the argument that MVMT watches aren't that great, and you shouldn't you know maybe don't don't shit on them so badly. And then Federico's argument, which is the watch enthusiast argument, is I understand they're they're not the worst, but there's a lot better for the money. And right. if you're going to, because now the, the thing that these car YouTubers have to understand why there's a backlash here, the minute you start recommending watches to your viewers, who, as Federico pointed out, are young men between the ages of like 12 and 16, who are going to ask their parents or who are going to spend money from their first jobs on watches. Mm-hmm. You have to understand the power that comes with that. And I know this may be, oh, what cares? It's just a watch. Yeah, but it's also $125. That could be half of their savings. Right. And just because they admire you, they're going to go out and spend that on something that's going to decrease in value, that it's not, they're not going to use for, they may be used for a year and then it gets thrown into a closet. Why not tell them, you know, why not not take the promotion and instead say, I'm going to stand up, you know, I'm going to recommend you a Seiko 5. Go and get it. I'm wearing a Seiko 5 today. Go, go wear a Seiko 5. 100%. And Federico made the same point that, there are a lot of there are a lot better value propositions mm-hmm. at that price point, and yeah. even maybe for less. Yeah. Um, but the thing here is, System Fifty One. They're not getting they're not getting paid for it. Exactly. So they're, they need to make a living. And 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 Hoovy said that directly in Federico's post. He said, 
at this time of year, we're not getting a lot of CPM clicks per minute. Yeah. Um, and they're not making a lot of money off of it. They need to generate some income. I, mm-hmm. I spend a lot of money buying my cars and whatnot. And again, I don't know much about Hoovies, but from what he says, he buys a lot of old cars that he restores, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, so he spends a lot on cars and he's putting a lot of money into it. So he needs to generate something to get to as income. Yeah, exactly. So he's taking these brand deals, put that in quotes, from companies like MVMT because they pay thousands of dollars each time he says MVMT is a great watch. Yeah. So he's using it as a, he's saying, basically, he's using it to stay alive. Yeah. I, I can understand why he can justify it. Where, but I think that in a perfect world, you owe a responsibility to your viewers to right. not recommend them shit. That's the difference. Yeah. Is you're, you're selling uneducated people in the topic, a product that you're telling them is great, and you're mm-hmm. leading them in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's kind of hard because, again, you could say, well, get a Seiko, Seiko 5 or uh, System a System 51. 51. Yeah. But by you doing that, you're offering them what your genuine opinion, but you're not get it, gaining anything from that. That That's true. That's the um, only point. And do I agree with it? No, hundred yeah. percent. I would, I wouldn't try to tell anyone the MVMT watch is good, mm-hmm. but um, it's kind of a hard area because now you're telling people how to make a living. Yes. And that's yes. touchy. Exactly. Uh, and it's, you know, are they hurting anyone? Some people would say absolutely not. The, you know, they're, they're still recommending. It's not like MVMT watches are shipped with, uh, uh, anthrax on them. Or right. Shipped and without, without a movement and celebrities, like you forget about YouTube celebrities for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. whatever, tens of fifties of years have advertised products, have yes. done yes. brand deals with products that who, who knows if they even agree with it. Mm-hmm. It's just on YouTube, you get a personal insight in their life. So, you know, that they don't really like this product. Yeah. And where was I going with this? I'm not too sure. Well, it's fake. It's fake. It's fake. It's like it's like having Drake come out uh, and uh, and say, "I only uh, or sorry, Kanye." Let's use Kanye sure. West as an example. I oh, I only buy Adidas. They they support me. I only buy Adidas. But then you go and look in his closet, and it's all uh, super expensive Nikes. Sure. It would be like that. I'd be like, "What are you? What?" You you supported this brand for so long. They've paid you clearly. You, you right. Know, they, you, they've worked with you, but then you only you actually. Well, I, only I don't wear think Nikes. it's. I, think, I don't think it's too much like that actually, because yeah, Nikes a, ter- a premium brand. That is, yeah, that's that a would be like example. that would be like LeBron James being sponsored by Adidas, okay? Mm-hmm. And he's saying, oh, "I wear these Adidas. I wear these Adidas. I get so many compliments on these Adidas." Mm-hmm. And then you go into his closet and he has a pair of Skechers on the ground or Ferragamos. Because he would be, he'd be marketing the crappier. Oh, okay. So that's like him doing. These are these are even better metaphors. No, yeah, <laughs> we're figuring this one out as we go. All right. Yeah, we're in, we're analyzing we're it. This, uh, um, this one. It's like him saying he's wearing because Adidas is a is a good brand. Yeah, you should not shit on Adidas. So is Skechers it's, for that. Matter. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like him saying, "I wear these Walmart shoes and they are great." Yeah. Okay. And then you go home and he has Ferragamo shoes, exactly. he has Gucci shoes, he has Adidas, he has Nikes. Same thing. But guess what? Celebrities do do that. Yeah. With small, com- like with, well, huge companies, but it, at a small price point. Yeah. They do do that. It's just there's no avenue for people to comment on it. And, okay. And, so and I can see your point it's there. The same, it's the same shit, different toilet. But, but how about this? The fact that you are on YouTube and you are a car enthusiast. You are an Let me enthusiast, stop you not a celebrity. Let me you're not being you paid to act. With 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 the car world and the watch world, you're dealing with people that love this stuff and are very passionate yes. about these two things. Yeah. When you're talking about shoes, granted there are sneakerheads, but people aren't as passionate as yes. they are about yes. cars and watches. And and this 
people get offended directly, which mm-hmm. maybe they shouldn't. That yes. Let them do their Is thing. Who serious? cares? You don't like it? Don't watch yeah. it. Do your own thing. If you well, if you're doing what you what you're doing and you think it's right, then sure. I've made I've made the comment before, and I've said uh, the next gen the next generation of guys who work at Hodinkee, of guys who work at Motor Trend, built off of built off of the online content that they're exposed again, to. Again, but if you have any brains, you know, and you can see watching Parker right now. Again, directly pointing at Parker. Yeah, you're not getting any information. You're getting. A Jake Paul character. No, what you know what you're getting? You're getting a kid who's gonna who's gonna be do what I did. He's gonna spend two hundred and fifty dollars, which to hit which to that kid will be a lot of money at the time sure. on a watch that he will immediately fall out of love with and he'll have to sell or or throw in a closet and he'll learn a lesson from it. And Maybe. that you know what? People can say what they want about MVMT watches and Vincero watches, but I can tell you this for a fact. You buy that watch today, by the end of this year, it goes in your closet and you'll pick up a proper timepiece because they just don't have that factor. What are you going to tell people? Like, this is a huge, huge part of watches. People are yeah. going to say, oh, what's on your wrist? You're going to tell them, it's a Vincero. And then, oh, what's a Vincero? Yeah. Oh, this is a company. Here, let me show you. Oh, they use Miyota movements. They, they sell automatic watches for $300. But again. With a Miyota movement that you can get in a Citizen for half the price. And Citizen has a proper case, proper uh, construction. But again, people people that are involved in the watch and automotive world are very passionate and very mm-hmm. knowledgeable about what they're getting. Yeah. People that are buying these Vincero watches, MVMT watches are most likely people that don't give a shit, you th- which is see, fine. You think so. Hold on. Or younger and yeah. uneducated people just getting into it. Yeah. Sure. They'll learn. I know. It's just, a, it's just shitty to see the people that you look up to and the people that you watch promote it yeah but i don't know i for me i almost just i obviously don't agree with it there's no two ways about it mm-hmm. for me i just see it and say well just turn whatever if you don't like it don't watch it yeah turn a blind eye oh i mean that was the big controversy that uh, i think we saw this week and and another another uh offender is matt farah mm-hmm. matt farah for like i think he's been on youtube for maybe close to a decade and i'll, I'll never forget I, he was the first youtuber i saw who was he was he was uh sponsored by those matted sunglasses if you ever see my sure. he, he wears sure. them in every uh video okay they're like these matte sunglasses and at first i thought oh this is gonna, maybe this is gonna turn into a big thing it never did okay they just sponsored matt farah he wore them and he said hey check them out uh, whatever um but now the fact that he's doing it with i think it's mvmt that he's doing it with um it, it, for me that's so trashy matt farah you've been in the business so long you have tons of money okay, i've seen these sunglasses yeah like Matt oh. Farah, what are you doing? What are you doing? You have so you have enough. How money. do you see out do of you those? Need? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I've never thought about buying them. I think they're hideous. The glasses, so you guys know what we're talking about. The lenses are matte, yeah, not reflective. So it looks like you're wearing a sandblasted pair of glasses. But Matt Farah stands by them, so they must be great, right? Uh, I I like Matt Farah as an automotive. I I grew up with the Drive Network. I grew up with yeah. um. Him and that there was that other that other guy. Uh, he was close with Rob Ferretti, and then they would do challenges together. And yeah. I, I do like Rob Ferretti as well. I think Rob Ferretti might actually also spot might be sponsored by MVMT. I hope to God. See, here's the he thing: not with these uh, guys in the car world and watches. They're directly involved with the car world, obviously, and yeah. and cars are directly related to watches in in a lot of ways. Um, and Federico said it himself: he's not going to go and sell T-shirts. He's not going to like advertise T-shirts to people. Yeah. You're going to try and get promotion promotional uh gigs i guess you would call yeah. it whatever it is um from stuff directly related to your business yeah and if you're 
um, advertising shitty products that are directly involved with your business, well, then you don't have very good business practice. Exactly. And yeah. it's a good point. That, that, that is the, that's what we're arguing about. Yeah. That's what we're talking about here is it, there's the, here's the, here's the thing. And, and that's actually, sorry, that's a very good point. If there was any doubt that cars and watches are intrinsically linked, then why the hell is MVMT reaching out to these car guys to sell their watches? Yep. Because they know there's an intrinsic uh, link. Mm-hmm. And if there is an intrinsic link, which we know there is, this is my process of deduction here, yeah. uh, then that's not a good business practice right. because you claim to be this supercar guy, but you're selling shit watches. Yep. So what are you doing? That's like being a supercar guy and selling uh, Chinese knockoff tires. Right. And, and and I never thought anything of it. I I, I watch other YouTubers yeah. out, out of the car and watch world as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've advertised Vincero before, and I never thought two things about it. Yeah. Uh, H3H3 on their podcast always talk about Vincero watches. Oh, God. But guess what? They're, they're a comedy podcast. They have nothing to do with watches. Guess what? They got, a, they got a brand deal for not doing anything. Yeah. Great. The only time I took note of it was when Parker said it in yeah. that video. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck is this goof doing? And, uh, but I think, um, Christian from Theo and Harris had a good point. Sure. The marketers behind these products, the guys working for the marketing teams are geniuses. Yeah. Say what you want about the product, but, and this is coming straight from Christian, but you would hire these marketing guys over, over anyone because they came up with it. That's a good idea. They're, they're making tons of money. Forget about like, you know, how we feel. I don't care about the guys at movement. They're just, that's just their business. I, I have more of a beef with the YouTubers accepting it yeah, and i understand the people they have to it. make their money and stuff but eh. find another way yeah maybe because you know you're you're about to get a 12 year old to spend 150 dollars he's never gonna get especially back. when you are wearing again going back to Parker. yes wearing a forty thousand dollar rolex gmt master 2 a gold one you better believe you're not sitting there paycheck to paycheck you don't need that sponsorship and you know from what's MVMT. gonna happen someone calls parker out on that you know what he's gonna do he's gonna come out with a video adjust mm-hmm. and he's gonna use the same excuse that Hoovy did He's going to say, what do you mean? These are nice watches. Not everyone can afford uh, a Rolex. Not everyone can afford these 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 watches. Not everyone is a watch enthusiast. But again, These are nice Seiko. watches. Exactly. Uh, System 51. They may like, look attractive. My dad, even weirdly enough, showed me a Vincero watch the other day. He's like, hey, yeah, have you seen this? And I'm like, shit, throw that thing. Hey, hey those, mar- those right that now. marketing team at Vincero, they're reaching out to everyone. I Just because of the research I've been doing, I think I told you this, yeah. all of my ads on, on, when I go, you know, look for motorcycle parts or whatever, yeah. if I'm researching, all of my ads are Vincero and MVMT. I want to puke. Uh, Pay a lot for that ad space. Yeah. But they're going to use that thing. These are nice watches. These these look, they're, they're pretty. They're attractive. I'm not lying to people. You're not lying to people. But you Thank also you, Adam would Sandler, never for uh, for coming on oh, your to very, our podcast. You're very welcome, Mikey. <laughs> uh, but you're not lying to people. But you're also you would never wear that Vincero watch because you're you're not we're, dumb we're enough to wear it. I know, the same I know. Thing we're just over and over. We're, uh, maybe it maybe it really got me. It really uh, grinded my gears, ground them. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, to the point where I just oh, I don't understand it. But I'm curious. Fact, I, I want to order a Vincero watch and wear one and see if anyone mentions anything. Like I'm gonna wear it for a week and see if I well, get any compliments. You don't have like, to do that because remember when I bought my original grain watch? Yeah, and I was convinced that oh wow, that's something I've never seen before. I like watches, and I think a wood watch would be cool. Yeah, and then you know uh, you start wearing it, you fall once or twice, the watch comes off your wrist because the the band is made terribly with with the weakest pins ever. Yeah, if you ever want to understand 
uh, the most about these watches. Don't buy the ones that are coming out now. Try and find the oldest models when they first came out. And sure, maybe these companies didn't have a lot of money to put into it, but they still sold them at the same premium. Mm-hmm. And that's the shit that they were using. Uh, like because the I know that the current original grains that are out there are probably built to a better build quality than my my Maybe. first edition was. Same thing with movement; they have up the quality of the watches, mm-hmm. but they were still asking the same price at startup. And that's fine. Oh, you know, we're starting up; we need to make some revenue at, at first and everything. Yeah, but you're still asking people for a lot of money to buy into your brand. Right. You're not you're not discounting them. You have an inc- you know whatever. It's just it's a shady shady uh, shady item. Mm-hmm. Do not spend if you're kids if you're listening. Do not spend your money on this garbage. I will say it because as a watch guy, I can say it. You can you can wear what you like, but for God's sakes, if if you only have three hundred dollars to spend or you only have three hundred dollars in your bank account, do not waste half of it on a watch. You're gonna throw away. This is just this is how you become a a purchaser. And I say that as someone who did that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of money when I bought my original grain. It ended up being like $275 Canadian. Right. And that watch stayed with me for maybe uh, uh, six months before I, I hated it. It got some attention. People looked at it. Do you think anyone would look at it today? Not beyond the fact that, oh, that's a wood watch. Yeah. Cool. And in their head, they're thinking, gross. Why? How does it, what, what, how does it get wet? Do you have to take care of the wood? No, you know why you don't have to take care of the wood? Because it's not real. Anyway, I could rant forever about this. But I'm telling you, kids, that you have Anthony, I'm the value proposition guy. You, you have a lot of options. As you can see, Anthony was directly affected by this. Of course, I was. That's two hundred seventy-five dollars. I'm never going to get back. And it was an impulse buy. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. So, kids, if you're listening, just stay away from those. Watch Frederico. He's someone directly related to. Uh, yes. Value propositions. Yeah, or TGV, uh, another guy who would never. He's done videos on the sure, MDMT yeah. watches and. He never would recommend it. Uh, you know, it's just. I mean, it's I, sad. I, I personally think Federico was sponsored by MV, MVMT doing this uh, pod. This uh, it might video. even sound like we're sponsored by MVMT, but I want you to know we're get, we're getting no money for how much we talk about them. And hey, if you want a discount, go to mvmt.com Use forward slash time lapse podcast. podcast. It you know, really helps out the channel. If you want to discount at MVMT, go to Alibaba.com because exactly. they're like 30 bucks. Exactly. That, that was the other point. These watches. I'm glad I sparked that one. These watches you can find on Alibaba. For those of you who don't know, why do you think all these companies are coming out at this time? Because ever since the creation of Alibaba and websites like it, it gives uh, kids who are maybe in their, uh, not kids, but uh, you know, fresh out of university, business degree, people who have mm-hmm. nothing better to do. It gives them the opportunity to link up with a Chinese uh, manufacturer and work out a deal. And we see this in everything now, all these little micro brands that are popping up everywhere. Uh, the, the difficulty with micro brands is finding ones that are selling actual quality. Right. Because a lot of them are just selling Chinese crap with their own name mm-hmm. for a huge markup. We're talking huge markup. If you go on Alibaba, you can get an MVMT watch without the MVMT branding, like right. you said. Well, you said fourteen dollars. I found one for for three ninety nine. And what do you think they? I done? said thirty bucks. Well, yeah, MVMT might have might have increased uh, the the different band. Uh, we use yeah. different spring bars. Uh, the case is is lacquered in a PVD right. coating. It doesn't. It's coming from the same factory as the three dollar watch that looks identical. They, they make these things. They mass so, produce them. They are crap. So now in saying that, you're buying a crap watch that's way overpriced. Yeah. Okay. Now, could you say the same thing about Rolex? Not a crap watch. Well, watch <laughs> yeah. Um, 
They're overpriced right now. Yeah. What's the difference? You'll get your money back on a Rolex. You think? Yeah. You don't think they'll go down in price? Not for the foreseeable future. All right. Unless something big came out. You'll never get your money back. And and I don't like oh, I don't 100%. like quantifying the you know the watch game, mm-hmm. be, but for some people you have to. For some people they're actually looking at it as an investment and you have to. You'll never get your money back on any of these watches. Right. Not and who's to say you'll get your money back on an SKX or a System 51. Yeah. But you also you honestly could get your money. There, there is enough people out there who will keep buying into these watches because right. they're tried and tested. They have a history. If you're getting into watches, you're bound to come across this. And at least when you're putting your money into that, you know you're putting something into value. Yeah, yeah. I'm proud to wear something made by the Swatch Group. I'm proud to wear something made by the Seiko uh, Corporation. Yep. I, I'm not proud to wear some, something made by a Chinese manufacturer sold through a middleman who's marking up the value. Right. And that just comes down to solid business sense. Or, sorry, uh, purchasing sense. I don't know the words. Yeah. I'm ranting at this point. Solid purchasing, the, purchasing sense. This thing, this sure. hits a, it hits a touchy nerve with me. <laughs> but anyway. Well, again, you were directly affected by it. Yeah. So, for the future, keep an eye out. Be a knowledgeable consumer. And uh, I guess, uh, who can we recommend? Uh, I still I still love Hoovy's Garage and, and Matt Who can Farah. we recommend for what? Automotive YouTubers? For for anything, I mean, at the end of the day, are you going to stop watching? Uh, okay, well, Parker's a different case. Yes, I have stopped if Parker's, watching. If, if vehicle virgins quality, ha- again, if you want, if you totally want some good quality vehicle virgins, go two years ago, go back yeah. in time. So let's say they maintain that quality of automotive content. Would you would you care about how grotesque his uh, sponsorship for Vincero is? Let's let's say he like continued his good quality mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Uh, nah, I don't think I'd stop watching it. Yeah, like new, I don't, I don't, I don't stop watching Hoovy. Like, great, you, you want to do that? I don't, it doesn't affect yeah, me. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I wish they wouldn't, but at the same time, so if you look under Federico's video, it said, "Oh, they, 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 they shout out MVMT, uns- unsubscribed, not watching them ever again." Why? If you like their content before that, what's what's any different right now? I don't know. Uh, that well, maybe because he's directly in the business, and and he obviously gives shoutouts to his company, Delray Watch Supply. Yeah. Um, which I can understand. Uh, so maybe that's why he's just saying, well, I, I do it properly. They should too. I don't know. It, maybe it's a YouTuber thing. Some corporate, <laughs> corporate social responsibility, we'll call it. Uh, In short, no, I, I wouldn't stop yeah, watching them. Yeah, neither would It doesn't I. affect me directly. Yeah. I don't care. I just hope that, uh, you know, there's enough information out there for people to make a conscious decision. Keep buying MVMT. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But only if you know what you're getting into. Sure. Only yeah. if you if you understand that you're buying into a trend, a fad. Yeah. And you know, you're and let, not let us your tell bank. you about those other watches, and then make a decision. And if you still want to go to MVMT, sure, yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I think we can end it there. Yeah. I well, think so. Uh, provided you've. Oh, I, I, up. Uh, that rant drained all my energy, Mikey. All right. I'm, uh, uh, I think I'm done. Uh, but yeah. Uh, otherwise. That's it. That's it for today. Oh, it's also Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, Mikey, who are you going for? Who are you rooting for? Nobody. I don't care. You. Who you, do you think will win? I think the Patriots will win, but I'd really like to see the Eagles take it. I want, who doesn't want I want the underdog. Eagles to win. That's who I'm going for solely because we have a friend that loves the Patriots. And yeah, I but do you're not just doing that to spite him. I just think 100%. that I, I don't care to see Tom Brady win again. Yes, it's impressive, but I already thought he was impressive. It doesn't change. If he lost today, if Tom Brady and the Patriots lost today, Bill Belichick lost today, That would not. I would not think they're any less impressive. Yeah. But I would find it really impressive if the if the Eagles won. So I I am going for the Eagles and and not Me I too. have no I have no ties sure. to either of these teams. Yeah. But uh, and if the Eagles 
uh, play well, it'll be a real interesting game because we know that the Patriots are going to play well. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday, everyone. Enjoy it, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. And before we go, you know where to find us on Instagram. Oh, here we go. At Time Last Podcast. Well, it's, you know what? It's our own thing. I'm yeah. going to plug. Yeah, also, um, if you're looking for a good watch, mvmt.com forward slash time lapse podcast, vincero.com. <laughs> yeah, you can find us on, on uh, iTunes, <laughs> yeah. uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, search time lapse podcast. On Instagram, that's a social media, mm-hmm. at time lapse podcast. Twitter, you can go and talk to us there. We won't respond, but we're there <laughs> at time lapse podcast. Thanks for listening, guys.